1: In every pair of Tacovas boots, you can expect handmade quality, first-wear comfort, and timeless western style. Tacovas boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Takovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles visit tacovas.com that's t e c o v a s.com and don't go gently y'all in every pair of tacovas boots you can expect handmade quality first wear comfort and timeless western style a great pair of western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments tacovas boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers and with occasional resoling they will last a lifetime The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or find leather goods. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow White.
2: Thank you for. Downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 25 Wet Waiting. This podcast is brought to you by Dermatone Skincare Products. Feel the rush, not the burn. Please visit dermatone.com for more information. Wet Waiting. This applies to all waters, not just the Potomac, Shenandoah, and Rappahannock rivers of where I fish in the DC metro area. You can apply this to Colorado. Florida, Arkansas, California, New England, Wisconsin, pretty much anywhere where you are fishing at this time of year, it's July 12th. Consider wet wading. It's hot outside. Today was about 98 degrees in the nation's capital. It was humid. There's a slight breeze. There's no reason to be wearing waders on a day like today. Waders, although may be breathable, you are going to do more damage if you're wearing them by getting dehydrated and a possible heat stroke than if you were to be wet wading. So get out there and wet wade, stay cool in the water, enjoy the summer fishing, save the wear and tear on those waders. So wet wading, basically if you're in the water all day, the river's water, the ocean's water, the bays, wherever you're fishing, that water's on your skin, the air comes in contact with it and that cools your body down rather than you excreting water to evaporate to cool your body, which will then cause dehydration and possible heat stroke and some other symptoms which you don't want to get involved with. So I'm gonna break this down um, into five basic categories. One, wet weighting clothing, wet weighting gear, wet weighting safety, miscellaneous wet weighting, and wet weighting fishing. Let's talk about clothing first. We're going to start at your feet and move on up. Feet, I want you to wear closed-toed shoes. Now, there's two anecdotes I have to this. Uh, one was uh, my wife and I went on a canoe float in the upper Potomac about three summers ago in my canoe. Love that little thing. I wish I could use it more often, but we live in a condo, so it's stuck out at my parents' house and resting under their deck where it's filled with water from rain right now. Probably a mosquito factory. Got to go dump it over. So this was uh, three years ago, and we were having a couple beers floating from who knows where in the Upper Potomac down to Harvest Ferry. And it was a drought year, so I had to get out and push the canoe over some rock ledges. Well, I was wearing my flip-flops. Um, it's my favorite footwear. Ever since we came back from our honeymoon, uh, we did Kauai eight years ago. And I never wore flip-flops until then, but now that's all I wear, and I'm going to say Chaco makes the best flip-flops out there. So I pushed the canoe, and my flip-flop goes down the ledge, and my toes kind of stay on top. You can imagine this. Um, just take your fingertips and push them on the corner of the table, and push down, and that's what my toes did on the rock ledge, and it kind of sounded like pop snap crackle and uh, i broke about four toes on my left foot so um if i had not been wearing open toed shoes i probably wouldn't have come into this dilemma Um, the second was last year on a a trip on the potomac a client decided to wear um, like a pair of tevas and um he did something and popped his big toenail off Um, the only thing i can you know say about it is he got a free guitar pick but he was not happy for the rest of the afternoon. I told him, dude, don't wear open-toed shoes. And he didn't even listen to me. And he showed up in uh, Tiva's and got his toe caught on something and broke it off. So you want to wear closed-toed shoes. Something that has a solid toe box to protect your toes from scrapes, um, crevices, cracks, anything you can get your toe caught in, brush, pebbles broken clamshells, broken glass, sand, whatever, um, you're out there, um, and the reason you should wear footwear in general, um, you know, there used to be a kid who would fish the Potomac barefoot back when I worked at Orvis, not the smartest idea, um, you know, I used to, I grew up basically vacationing in my grandparents' house in Florida and walking around on this old submerged road, A1A, out off Palm Beach. Uh, When I was going into 5th grade, I stepped on a pencil urchin which broke off in my foot. So that's pretty much the last time I ever went barefoot in the ocean. So the reason we're wearing foot protection, not just closed-toed, is to protect our feet from whatever's out there. Broken glass, critters, sea urchins, jellyfish, stingrays, you name it. You want to have high tops to protect your ankles. There's those tuberosities that stick out on the left and right side of your ankle. You don't want to get those caught between rocks and scrape them up. It's a pretty sensitive area. You don't really have any fat on your lower leg, so there's nothing to protect or cushion your muscle and then the nerves underneath are going through them. So protect your ankles. Uh, also, closed ankle top will keep out grit and critters. I used to wear my brother's old hiking shoes on the Potomac in high school, and I once got a Helgermite inside my shoe, and... Um, Going back to the entomology podcast, Helgramites are insects from the order Megaloptera, big, large flying insect, winged insect is their Latin name. The larvae are Helgramites, the adults are Dobson flies. Um, And the larvae, the Helgramite, have these giant mandibles or pinchers, and the thing bit the bejesus out of me. Um, I still remember that I put it, this is when I was spin fishing with an ultralight. I put the thing on a hook and managed to catch seven smallmouth in about five minutes right off of Seneca Road on the Potomac. So I showed that uh, to his boss. You want your shoes to be of uh, quick-drying and non-rotting material. If you're like me, you're probably going to leave them in your car. and um, They're just going to basically get overwhelmed with the heat and humidity inside your car in the summertime. I used to carry a Aluminum turkey roasting pan that I put them in So the water would drain out in that And the sand and grit wouldn't get all over my car So protect your car, your trunk, your backseat Wherever you're throwing them You want them to not get mildewed and rot Which is why you don't want to wear Tennis shoes, sneakers You want to wear an updated material um, Neoprene Any of the modern materials Are not going to dry rot When they're in the back of your trunk When they dry or just completely mildew And get digested by whatever Bacteria and fungi you're pulling out of the river When you walk out The preference I would say is uh, Sticky rubber soles And something with studs on them A lot of the rocks In free flowing rivers are going to have Algae on them And that's going to Make you slip So right now I'm currently wearing an old pair of Orvis Flats booties And they're made for fishing flats So I got these when I went down to Florida uh, About 10 years ago And they're great for sandy bottoms, but they're not great for walking down the trail where there's a bunch of concrete rubble and and other rocks. I can feel everything sticking into my foot. There's no uh, ankle protection, so that doesn't help, and the toe box is pretty soft. So I'm wearing something great for Florida, great for the Caribbean, not great for the Potomac River where there's rocks and, and rubble. There's no sticky rubber so I'm constantly slipping and there's no studs so I can't grip the rocks. So I'm currently in the process of debating what to get. I've got my eyes on the new Teva wet wading boots in the Orvis catalog. Those come up to your ankle, um, they cover them, I guess they're developed for rafters. There's also um, you know, like corkers wading boots with the, uh, the dial that I can just crank down, get a studded pair with the interchangeable soles. My issue though is I've got narrow feet and I don't know how those are going to fit, you know, if I have to wear wool socks or not with uh, with the boots just to fill up that extra space. And then, um, you know, Orvis, um, the high end, you know, Christmas Island Flats boots that they make. Um, again, that's just a rubber lug sole. I've had a client who had a nice pair of LL Bean boots. Um, today my client had a nice pair of Orvis studded ecotracks, which he was doing great, I was slipping all over the place. And the reason I'm wearing these is because felt is now illegal in Maryland. And so since felt is now illegal in Maryland, once you basically step from Virginia shoreline four feet in, you're in Maryland. So I'm not going to wear felt. I can still wear them on the Rappahannock and Shenandoah but that's just one extra pair of boots that I just don't need to keep around. If I can only wear them on one of the three rivers, I'm gonna wet wade. Um, So before I mention wool socks, you might need something to fill in. A lot of companies make neoprene booties. Um, Those are better than socks because neoprene is uh, gonna dry a little bit faster. It's not gonna rot. Wool socks, cotton socks. I still have no understanding why cotton socks are even on the market. Those white tube things are the dumbest product on the market. Neoprene booties are gonna, you know, be right and left footed. Hopefully, they're gonna have a little hook so you can, you know, fold them down to keep the grit out of your boots while also filling the space in, and they'll give you a little bit of buffer so you're not getting blisters. Uh, so you want to definitely protect your feet. Uh, Tom, oh, it must have been the day before his wedding in Key Largo, decided he was gonna wear his chacos in the water because he left his flats boots at home so we went out for about three hours in one flat and he decided to go barefoot because the chacos weren't staying on he stepped on a jellyfish so that think we went to the the publix and he got a pair of like cheap aqua socks um and those just suck uh, i have clients show up you know almost every other day with a pair of aqua socks the kind they wear in water aerobics they're great if you're walking on a, a pool floor but they give you no protection against the elements uh, you're going to scrape your feet, you're going to bang your toes into rocks. So, again, it's going back to close toed, high protected ankles, some kind of sole that's going to keep you from slipping. All right, let's go into legs. Um, I'm going to suggest you wear quick dry pants to protect you against sun, noxious plants, and critters. Uh, sunburn, big issue. Um, you know, skin cancer is pretty prevalent, so don't uh, expose yourself to too much sun if you can avoid it. Uh, noxious plants in Virginia, we have poison ivy, and we also have stinging nettle. And then critters could be, like I mentioned before, Tom, got jellyfish in Florida, it could be uh mosquitoes. If you're leaving the Potomac anytime after 7 p.m. in the summertime, guarantee that when you get to the lot, it's going to be full of mosquitoes waiting for you. Um, some of the, the afternoons and mornings on the South Platte River, the Dream Stream in Colorado, I've had mosquitoes bite me through clothes there. I've had mosquitoes bite me through jeans and mane. So if you can get a tight woven uh, pant material that's going to prevent mosquitoes from putting their mouth parts through and sucking your blood, more power to you. Anything that's going to protect against thorns, um, whatever out there, you know, the world is trying to, to always eat you. So uh, whatever you can uh, do to protect yourself against the elements, absolutely do that. I'm a big fan now of the Bass Pro Shops. Um, but... Worldwide Angler Pants, they're the only things that actually fit me, it's like a size 30 waist and I prefer a 30 inseam even though I'm about a 33 because once the pants get wet that leg tends to hang down with the weight and I don't want the cuff going underneath my heel and dragging and getting in the way when I'm walking so I wear a shorter pant to uh, accommodate the fact that those pants are going to get wet and sag you want to make them out of uh, quick dry material that way when you get back to your car you know you're, you're pretty dry and you can get in, and not have to worry about ruining your rental car or uh grossing up your um, vehicle i'd suggest a belt to hold up your pants when you get wet like i said they're going to fall down um, a lot of these quick drying pants are built in with like a mesh underwear if you want a little extra protection um, i have no shame i will wear a speedo underneath you always get that fear of the uh Amazonian catfish uh, that's going to swim up your wiener when you pee. Um, so, you know, God forbid one of those gets in the Potomac or Shenandoah Rappahannock. Um, absolutely, <laughs> you know, wear a Speedo to keep things from critters getting in. Um, I actually had a client on July 4th change out of his wet pants on the riverbank and just showed everybody his bare butt. So his wife was like, okay he's in the army he's used to be naked in front of people so uh, we all got mooned and no jeans uh, you don't want to wear pants cotton material that's just going to absorb water and just weigh you down that's going to be about the most uncomfortable you can get when you're wet Wading is going in or out with jeans uh, khaki pants uh, basically a natural material that's just going to absorb everything and drag you down uh, go back to the feet. Um, I used to wear waders a lot in the summer in Colorado, so I realized it was too hot. So I decided to wear flip-flops walking around some of the uh, meandering valley streams. But I realized there's a lot of cacti there. So one day I just went to Walmart and got a pair of knee-high rubber black farm boots, and those are great with a pair of shorts, just a you know ankle wool athletic socks. You can walk through you know shin-deep water if say you do fill up your pants. Not pants. I mean uh, boots. You can just sort of, you know, lift your leg up and just drain them out. So uh, I do that a lot around here. Just cheap Wellingtons. It's all you need if you're gonna be walking along the bank. So out here, it's gonna be Mossy Creek. You're not legally allowed to enter the water. It's a meandering limestone earth through a cow pasture. So uh, wear knee-high boots. There's cow crap. There's, uh, you know, some bristly thistles and other things too. Um, cheap twelve it's a $20 pair of rubber boots. You can get them in a military surplus or a farm store or Walmart. Okay, torso and arms. We're moving up the body.
0: Uh, quick dry shirt. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever and with Fishing Booker you can experience it too no matter where you are discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker you want to have long sleeves to
2: protect you from the sun noxious plants and critters again that can be stinging nettle poison ivy, prickers, thorns mosquitoes, uh, biting black flies when you're in the water your legs are covered so there's not many things that are going to bite you while you're in the water um, but you do have to worry about black flies and horse flies. Those things will find you when you're out and they will uh, slice a hole in you and suck your blood. So if you've got a layer of protection that will you know, hopefully protect you against them. Wear something with pockets. Uh, you wanna be able to put you know, nippers and fly boxes and a little extra spool of tape in there if you're not carrying um, gear, which I'll get to later. And you wanna have something with vents in the back. I'm not a fan of the caped ones that have like that big shelf piece of fabric that sticks off. I'm more of uh, the mesh and Orvis used to make this phenomenal Marquesas casting shirt with vertical mesh. And then they went to the Bonefish Scrubs and I still wear my Sage Bonefish scrub shirts about every single day. It's made out of DuPont suplex, it's stain proof, it's uh, sun proof, and it was just a, a phenomenal shirt. And, uh, it'd be nice Orvis if you're listening to maybe bring that shirt back. And you wanna have something with a collar that you can pop up and extend. Ex Officio makes a lot of shirts with that. Uh, it's basically just an extra protection against your neck to keep the sun off of it. And you wanna tuck in your shirt because um, you don't want things flying up there that might bite you. On uh, July 4th, I took a spill up to my neck. Like I said, my shoes right now don't really have that much traction on the water, but it's the best I have at the moment so I figure out an alternative. And about 20 minutes later, I just felt something tickling the side of my belly and I untucked my shirt and pulled out about a four inch Helgermite That must have gotten in through my pant leg when I took that spill and kicked up all the debris and it probably just crawled up my leg And other than that, it may have gotten through the, the slots where the shirt button's on the front. Who knows? But uh, tucking your shirt, it'll keep critters from getting inside So to keep things off your neck um, sun and bugs you can do your frat guy pop collar which i already mentioned but that's still going to let sun in that's not going to completely protect i would suggest wearing the uv buff and you can get those at any fly shop you get that on amazon or at buffink.com. and the buff is uh, so far the best tool i found to keep sun off my neck mosquitoes off my neck and then i can pull it up over my head cover my ears and that leads to the next body part which is your head Um, You want to be able to protect your cheeks, nose, face, basically everything that's exposed to the sun. Keep it off because your sun gets enough exposure when you're walking and driving. Um, You're going to have the light reflecting off the water onto you, so it's going to be twice as strong and double your chances for getting skin cancer. So that buff tube is going to be able to pull it over and cover everything as much as you want to cover. Um, The kids on the lake are starting to make fun of me now for wearing mine. They're calling me Green Man because I'm wearing those... Bonefish Scrub um, shirts with a pair of Bass Pro Green pants and I've got the Dorado uh, buff. So I also have a big hat to shade myself, Um, I got this hat on my honeymoon at a surfing boutique on the south part of Kauai, it was like $70 and I figured I had this giant brimmed hat with mesh on the sides that was super unique to the Pacific Islands. You know, Last week I bumped into a guy in the Potomac and I said, dude where'd you get that hat? i got this one the same one you're wearing when i was in kawaii did you get one there he's like no man i got this a cracker barrel it's like how much did you pay for it? he's like 19 dollars so i kind of feel like i got hosed out at that surfer's boutique but it's a big hat it's goofy looking but it shades me if it's a cloudy day or it's overcast i'm probably gonna wear my charlie one horse straw hat which has about 30 percent less coverage but it still breathes a little bit better and don't be ashamed to have some giant hat um uh, I'd rather you know not have skin cancer and be laughed at than have skin cancer. So take your choices on the water. And you want to have polarized sunglasses. Again, I'm going to tell you to go with Costa Del Mars. Once you put those on, the optical quality is like nothing you've ever put on. Um, it's going to completely change everything from what you see to just the protection of your eyes. You want to keep um, the sun out of your eyes. You don't want to get you know your corneas burned. And it's plus, it can just allow you to see fish. It's going to protect you from getting a hook in your face, um, sticking in your eyes. And last but not least, uh, cover up your hands. Buff makes a sunglove. I like them a lot, except I find that they absolutely reek after they've been wet. I wash them in uh, the sink with like sink detergent. I put them through the washing machine with, you know, some snuggle or whatever, but they absolutely reek. They do have the best protection, they cover your wrists to meet the cuff of your shirt. But uh, again, they stink. So if I'm rowing the drift boat, I'm usually gonna wear my old weightlifting gloves to cover up everything with my fingertips. But if you have a choice, uh, I'd go with the, the Buff sunglasses. I've tried the REI ones and they just don't have the, the coverage, uh, the palm grip. And uh, I've found that the REI ones just fall apart after a cover wear. All right, the next segment is gonna be gear. What gear do you need to wet weight? Are you fishing for bone fish on the flats? Are you uh, wet waiting for some skamania summer run steelhead? Are you doing smallmouth? What are you wet waiting for this time of year? I prefer a longer rod, something about 10 to 11 feet long, to get my line off the water. I prefer a six weight in the summer with eight weight line. My reel is going to be a large arbor, so I can strip off line faster. If I see a fish crashing bait, I want to be able to strip line off real fast and chuck it out. If I see a tailing bonefish, which isn't that often. I want to be able to get my line off and get the line to that fish quicker. Line preferably a floating and have a sink tip for those deep holes. If you don't have a sink tip make sure you've got some split shot if you need to get down deep but uh, you don't want to have to you know, have a sink tip. Um, they also make poly leaders which are going to sink to help you get down to those deeper spots. Maybe a, a channel off of a flat or a ledge on a, a river for when the smallmouth are hanging out in some deeper cooler water. You can wear a vest, but I guarantee you that vest is going to get soaked. Like I said, uh, if you're wearing waders, 99% chance you're going to fill that thing up. Everywhere I read it says, don't wear waders because when they fill up, it's going to sink. When you fill up your waders, you're neutrally buoyant. It's like if you fill a Ziploc bag up with water and throw it in the water, it's not going to sink. It's the same material as it's surrounding. The only thing is you're just going to have trouble walking out of the water. Once you exit the water, your body is heavy. When you're in the water and your waders are full, you are not going to sink. You are neutrally buoyant. So that's sort of an, an issue I always read uh, in fishing magazines. You hear them in, in TV shows, whatever, and just waiting safety. Uh, not true. You can leave a, a gear bag on shore as your mothership and, and work to and from that as long as it's in sight. In a lot of places we fish get a lot of traffic, and uh, you may get some people out there with some bad intentions that might want to flip through your bag and. Take some of your gear. So I usually find a, a tree that's overhanging that I can hang it in, uh, maybe a, a giant rock that's exposed in the middle of the river, somewhere I can go to and from and get more tip material or get some more flies. Uh, a good tool to carry with you is that lanyard. You wanna have nippers, hemostats, strike indicators, and lip balm, of course I'm gonna tell you to get the SPF, uh, dermatoe lip balm. It's the only lip balm that I can leave in my car in the summertime and does not melt and of course if you want a half lanyard which uh, clips your waistband or uh, your shirt pockets uh, because you got too much stuff around your neck um, give me a call and i will set you up with one of mine and you want to be a minimalist when you're wet waiting because it's hot enough outside you don't want to be carrying all that crap with you so you don't want to have seven fly boxes like you're fishing the tailwater one fly box is all you need minimize if you can a few of each patterns stick to them in your hat you stick them in your shirt pocket on your lanyard or chest pack flies uh my scorpion bug is basically a floating slider type pattern if you don't want one of mine go with a sneaky pete chernobyl ants any kind of foam bugs like a club sandwich um, dragonflies white millers are great in the summertime out here maybe a crease fly or um what else? Hakey's Condors, and then there's the uh, Guardside Gurgler. Wet Flies, beadhead Nymph, always is a dropper if you're using a, a dry fly. Uh, my boss in, in Breckenridge, Crosby Bean, said the number one fly for smallmouth is the Clouds or Minnow. Uh, I'm a big fan of Helgramites, Damselfly Nymphs, Mad Tom Streamers, Wooly Bugger Streamers, Crayfish, and, and any kind of sunfish pattern. The riverbend section of the Potomac is the only place where I've hooked a four to five inch sunfish and had bass come out of the depths to eat them. So I now carry with me some like four inch long sunfish patterns. I already mentioned split shot if you need to get down. Leaders, um, pre-rig a new one since you won't have your gear bag. You don't want to have any nicks and, and knots and you know anything. You're going to be away from your gear so Get a fresh one that doesn't have any damage to it. I prefer uh, three feet of thirty pound, three feet of twenty pound, three feet of twelve pound Berkeley vanish. Since Berkeley doesn't make thirty pound, I'm currently using. Uh, what am I using right now? You know the, the label's so worn off, it is not coming to me at the moment. Maybe it'll come to me later. So um, or twenty pound, twelve pound, eight pound. You never know what you're going to get into in the summertime. Uh, maybe you're fishing for bones and there's barracuda or tarpon. Maybe you're fishing for uh, smallmouth bass on some stream on the Great Lakes and you get into some skimming. could be fishing for smallmouth bass here and get into some carp, snakeheads, or muskie. You never know. So just have that heavy leader, um, carry an extra leader just, just rolled up um, in your shirt pocket or vest, whatever you're carrying with you. Carry some extra tippet with you. I usually carry around one spool of 8-pound Berkeley Vanish. And I carry that big spool. It fits in a shirt pocket, uh, pant pocket, or in my chest pack. If the whole leader's trashed, I can just make a short one out of straight eight pound. Or uh, look in the trees. You're always going to find some mono that's been discarded. If you really need to MacGyver it, you can find some leader on the shore and make yourself. I'm uh, sorry. Some mono fill on the shore and make yourself a straight leader out of that. If you're going to be going out at night, and of course the best time to wet wade for smallies is dusk. That uh, night I had those broken toes, it sounded like someone was just lobbing potatoes in the river all night. There were more fish popping the surface, and it was just insane. Um, But I couldn't fish for them because my foot was broken. So uh, there were times when uh, this guy Brian from Orbis and I worked together 10, 11 years ago, and uh, we used to go out after work for smallies down at Lock 5 on the Potomac. We would get there about 7 p.m. in the summer and fish till about 9 and Orvis sold this little keychain, um, super bright LED light that you could, you know, tuck up in your hat so you wouldn't get it wet. And we used that to walk out of the river. And there was one night, I still remember this, we stepped on about three catfish that were hanging out in the warm shallows. This was like 10 o'clock at night. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And uh, just being able to see out of the corner of your eyes, um, I don't know if we're going to get to this later or not, but when you look out of the corner of your eyes, you're utilizing the... Rods, which pick up more ambient light than looking directly ahead, which are their cones, which pick up color. So if you are walking out at night, um, look out of the corner of your eyes. You'll be able to see more than looking straight ahead. That's back to some bio nerd stuff. Um, We couldn't see a thing except for those little little itty-bitty pen lights. So we're walking out, and we stepped on like three catfish that just splashed us and scared us to death. And then at some point, a frog that Brian spooked jumped off a rock and hit him in the head. So we had a good laugh about that on the way back, but uh, we never would have found our way out if it wasn't for that little light. Uh, Carry a spare car key with no electric opener. So I now carry, and I learned this a long time ago, um, just get like a a lanyard from a keychain from a conference or something. Clip your car key on that and wear that around your neck so you don't lose it. You know, I get clients every other day that are like, they got their fancy boop boop, like, Car opener, and they're freaking out. They're going to get it wet. We'll just leave the freaking thing in the car and just take the key with you, like you did 20 years ago. Um, those things don't really work when they get wet, anyway. So just don't worry about getting it wet. And I carry with me a waterproof camera. Uh, note to you: Don't lend your brother your waterproof camera and charger, or he will lose the charger. My brother just went to Dominica, and he had my Olympus uh, point-and-shoot waterproof camera and he swears he gave me the charger back but I have never seen it so I basically only have until that battery dies until my camera's no good and I got to find myself a new charger so that wraps up the gear talk Um, let's talk about some safety always let people know where you are going and when you plan to be home Uh, think of Aaron Ralston he's only got one arm because he didn't tell anybody where he was going so let people know hey I'm going to be wet waiting in the Potomac um I'm going to be gone from noon until 8 p.m. I'm going to be at Lock 7. Someone knows where you are in case you don't come home. They have a pretty good idea of where to look for you. Wet waiting is dangerous. You know, People drown in the Potomac Gorge every year. It's always due to something stupid. Um, So just be careful out there. Check the river levels before you head out. Today I checked them. They were elevated about 8 inches from 2 days ago due to recent thunderstorms. Uh, the water clarity was off. We couldn't really see uh, more than about a foot in, and we were basically walking as if someone had turned the lights out. You wanna walk upstream with your legs facing upstream if you can. There's less resistance if your legs are facing up or downstream than if you are walking perpendicular to the water. Water will go over easier rather than flowing into you. You may wanna keep some alcohol pads, do clean cuts if you get them. You may be in some water with fecal coliform, a lot of sewers emptying into the Potomac River. Um, all the trails along the Potomac always smell like poop anyway. Um, the sewers in Northern Virginia just somehow always follow the creeks. Uh, I had a client about two weeks ago, and she's pre-med at Georgetown, and said there's someone who comes in about every day with an infection that's pretty disgusting because they're in the Potomac River with an open wound. Uh, We're a personal flotation device if you need them. Uh, There's some parts where the state of Maryland requires you to wear one if you're going to be wet waiting. It's better to have one that you can just yank a cord and inflate from a CO2 cartridge than to not have one and lose your footing. Uh,
1: I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. I'll over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.